Hey, Chosen Chosen Fam. Fam. I'm Liz. I'm Sarah. And welcome to Season 8 of the Tell Me About It podcast. In this season, we're bringing you more special guests, new topics, and the first ever Chosen Girl book club, which will take place at the end of each month. We know there's so much value in studying the Word, and we're excited to dive in to learn more about God and His call for our lives in a new way. If you aren't caught up, please feel free to subscribe and binge our first seven seasons wherever you find your podcast. And if this podcast has impacted you, we would be honored if you would rate us within your podcast app of choice. Grab your Chick-fil-A sweet tea and nuggets with us, and let's let's get get this party started. Three seconds and we're going to start for real. All right, Chosen Girl. Huh? <laughs> All right, now. <laughs> this is that's going, it. This is going in the blooper reel. That's it. Oh, oh no. We need like one of those. Yes. Okay, Okay, for real. Hey, Chosen Girl fam. We're... <laughs> we're Sarah, girl, you can't I laugh at me it. like that. I'm sorry. It's okay. We, we're going to keep it rolling. Yes. Uh, we're back with another episode. We've got a special guest with us today. This is Linga, the boss. Hello. Yes. We're so yes. glad that you're here. Thank you for having me. Oh, girl, of course. It's our honor. For real. <laughs> so um, <laughs> I'm laughing because we've been having a wild conversation before. We even got started talking about the Stanley Cup gang and what we're watching on TV right now. And yes. I'm like, these are conversations that deserve to be had. Absolutely. But the one that I that I want to share with our listeners is about the Stanley Cup gang. Yeah. Okay, let's go. Um, okay, okay. We're right out the gate. Yeah. Um, we were talking about Sarah and I both have Stanleys. I've got mine sitting down here. Yes, Hers mine is right, is right over there. there. Yes. And we were like, yes, team, stay hydrated and problematic <laughs> for 2023. Yeah. Stanley is my boyfriend. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, is it a millennial thing to have a, an emotional support water bottle? Is that a thing? I, I agree. I think it is. You yeah. know what? Because without having mine, something has been lacking. I mean, maybe mm. that I'm dehydrated. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm like, where's my water? Even today, as I was leaving and driving here, I got in the car and I'm like, something is missing. And it's, it's that, and you know, it wasn't a Stanley. So I feel like if I could just get a Stanley, I'll be part of the, I'll be part of the group, you yeah. know? Yes. Family Gang Unite. <laughs> but, you know, I read something the other day that our generation, like, even if you look, I don't even know how old you are, but we're all in the same yeah. generation. But, like, we're starting to look younger because we're drinking more water because water bottles, like, even when I was a kid, like, I didn't have a water bottle. Like, yeah, that's my true. parents didn't have water bottles. Yeah. Like, they just drank water when <laughs> you, like... Are eating dinner or Girl, whatever. Girl, I drink water from the hose. What are you talking about? From the country. <laughs> Literally. Like, yes. We were on the brink of dehydration and dying of thirst. You're yes. Like, I feel like I remember a point where it was uncool to have, like, a water bottle or, like, things in your hand that weren't, like, essential. Yes. Like, but when, now I think it's, like, almost, like, 
almost a status symbol that you have yeah. your water with you. Yes. <laughs> like, oh, you're hydrated? Yes. I'm trying to hang out with you. <laughs> yes, you're a clean girl, healthy girl. Yes. What's happened to us as a generation? <laughs> and the, the strength that our fingers will have, like carrying on to the next generation of us carrying like, I've yes. got my water. I've got my coffee. We, you've got your keys, like, yep, strung yes, around exactly. one. Always. And then your phone. Yep. It's just like we're going to have the strongest fingers of Absolutely. any generation. You yes. know, I, th- I think you're 100% right. So our friend Justin <laughs> always makes a comment about how I always carry too much in one hand and will not share with the other one. And occasionally I take my phone out of one of those fingers and I send him a Snapchat <laughs> exactly of. And yes. look what we could do. We are multitasking. <laughs> we are getting it all done. We are carrying yes, the ma'am. work back the purse the phone the keys and anything else we need a bag with a, a couple of cup holders in the bag yes and then a hook for your keys and then a very easy phone pocket i Honestly, still would probably I'm have like a business idea because i think it would be so we're gonna cut that part yeah. out yeah. so that nobody's still right <laughs> <laughs> i think it would really work i'm telling you I was going on a trip and I was like, I need a place to put my water bottle. So I like found one of those like bag inserts that like mm-hmm. comes with like, yes. a Changed the entire game. Really? Okay. Yeah. yeah. So just like be able to put your like, like your bottle in there standing up and knowing that it's not gonna like accidentally mm. tip over and it's just like yeah, yes, ma'am. changed the whole trip for me. Like, it's I was the little things. My water now. Like when we would stop at coffee shop, I'm like, Oh, can, can you just fill this up for me? You know, and it just yes. felt, like, it was different. I'm telling you, it was different. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> it's the little things. We are we are evolving. We are yes. Mm-hmm. This is how we are the future. We are. We will be like that. Sarah girl, chosen girl, is the most conceited woman. Like I'm like our fingers are so strong. Like we are the future. Like tell me you're wrong. I, I'm look. I know you're right. I know you're right. We women. Women are holding up the whole world's problems with that pinky. That's like, right. Oh, yeah. That's right. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> Oh, gosh. Well, Linga, we're so glad that you're here with us today. I'm Why don't you tell, you like, I, so we met through a mutual friend, Jada. Yes. Um, and oh, if you enjoyed The our, Jada? The Jada. Oh, I, I love her. She's wonderful. I didn't know that was the connector. Yes. Of course it is. <laughs> and, right, good people, good people. Yeah. You know, oh, friends to share friends. I know, same. Yeah. But we're so glad that you're here. And so we met at Bible study and got bonded over our mutual love for crocheting. Absolutely. Oh. Yes. Linga, yes. You're never too you're never too young to start yeah. crocheting, ladies. So true. I'm you, it's the hobby that'll change your life, man. It's so fun. Yeah. I'm like, I okay, so let me tell a brief story. I lost the giant blanket that I was crocheting. I could not find it. I found it this weekend. I had vacuum oh sealed it into this giant, like vacuum sealed bag <laughs> and shoved it under blanket? my guest. <laughs> Well, the thing is, I meant to make it like... sealing it. What was happening? Why? Why did you... So last year before I went on my cruise, I was like, had these vacuum sealed bags, and I was like, I need to test it out on something. Well, lo and behold, go on vacation. It got shoved up under my guest room bed. And it was just down there chilling with the new kitchen light that I had stored under there, too, (laughs) until this weekend when I got ready to install. Ain't that the truth, though? That's adult life right there. It really is, but... Long story short, it's such a fun hobby anyways, and yeah. it's very calming and relaxing. But Absolutely. I know that's how we got started, but I got to learn so many cool things about you, like your music career and just what an awesome person you are and um, how you work in communications. And also, she's just all around great person and fun <laughs> oh. to be around. So why don't you tell our listeners just a little bit about yourself? Yeah, so my name is Linga. My rapper name is Linga the Boss. 
As it should be. Yeah. As it should be. You know, I people always ask me like why is that your name? And like, the, I don't even have like a like a really cool like you know God spoke this or whatever. It was just like when I was there was this like three year period where like people were changing their Facebook names to like really random. I don't. Know if, do I remember this. this? Yes. Like, yes, random things. And so I tried a bunch of different things, but one of the things I tried was Ling of the Bus. But then when I tried to change my name again, you know, as was the trend, people were still like, there's Ling of the Bus. Yes, And ma'am. so then, like, I just got <laughs> stuck with it. And so then, like, later I was like, well, now that I'm stuck with it, do I, do I change it again? And then that's when God spoke about it. So I was like, well... I'll just receive what you said, Lord. You know. Yes. Jesus. Look, I was like, hold up. Not the Lord saying, "Girl, you the boss." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Speak it as you want it to be. That would be really cool to imagine. But then he told me he was like, "I just think that you're you're telling a generation about the authority they have in Christ, and so I want you to run with this name and stay there." So, like for me, I'm like, "Well, if you said it, I'm gonna do it." You know That's what I right. mean? Yes, I ma'am. It, like it wasn't as like at that point because I, th- I think there's a point where it's like I could just be Linga you know like yeah like all caps L-I-N-G-A like I feel like that would work but I think when I felt like the Lord said that for me it was like look I'm a rapper I can have fun with it and then if there's also depth behind it too like that that matters but I am originally from Zambia I was born there and then I was raised in England um lived there for about 10 11 years before we moved to America and where we lived was in Arizona since, since living there, I have, I, my, my, my family is still in Arizona, but I, I, I guess I'm like super adventurous. So I have kind of <laughs> gone to a bunch of different states. I was in Atlanta for a while and then went to North Carolina and then back to Arizona. And just so I've, I've definitely come now to Nashville, Tennessee. Um, and so throughout that, I have, I have worked in social media marketing throughout that whole time while being, being an artist and, and doing that. So I think like I've gotten to definitely see like I guess two sides of of dreaming at the same time because I think a lot of times dreams are associated with like um being on platforms and like traveling and doing all these things so I've definitely gotten to do that and it's been beautiful but then at the same time simultaneously I have also seen dreaming unfold in like going to a nine to five Mm. and you know working in a corporate role and you know kind of I've kind of seen both worlds simultaneously and grateful for both but I think through that I have been able to really like narrow down what it is I feel called to do which is which are the things that are are connected to rapping and speaking and writing and communicating using social media Mm -hmm. um and actually empowering people to use it um, especially when it comes to creative people I do feel called especially to empower creative people to use their creative gifts point to the Lord, you know? I love that so yes, much. Yes, amen. I'm like, that. I feel like you're speaking to the our listeners that are also creatives, but also I feel like like if you are there's no shame if you're that person that's in a corporate job. Like we yeah. all have skills and I love that the Lord is like giving you a pathway that has used your skills in communication, yeah. both like for very professionally in a traditional sense, but also in a very creative way. I would actually say that a lot of the things that I'm able to do as a creative um, are things I learned or experienced or discovered mm-hmm. while I was in those like corporate jobs or those like settings that maybe I didn't when I was dreaming as like a 12 year old maybe I wasn't like I can't wait to go and you know I wasn't dreaming <laughs> about that but had I not done some, some of those things I don't think I would have the perspective and like the even just the strategies and some of the things mm-hmm. that really help you to be um, an artist and do the things that you want to do I think ultimately like I think that God really knows what he's doing when he orders our steps and mm. sometimes like when you have a dream it's very easy to like think that you know the best way to accomplish the dream especially when you see people around you mm-hmm. but I think that like 
if God just wanted to repeat the same story in everyone, I think he would have already done that. The fact that mm. there are billions of us on earth and we all have our like unique individual past just shows that God wants to do a new thing and a fresh thing in us. And I think sometimes we get in the way. So I think like when I realized I'm getting in the way, God, God brought me to this job. I need it to pay bills. Let me just do what he's asking me to do. And at the right time when this is not necessary, Best believe I'll be out of here. <laughs> you know what I mean? He won't have to tell me twice. Yes. While, he, while this is part of the plan, while this is part of the instructions, let me just get everything that God has out of this season. You know, and I think mm. being able to do that has really shifted my perspective on creativity. Because I just, I don't think we create to get to dreams. I think mm-hmm. we dream with God when we're being creative. And I think like creativity is an expression of like what God is wanting to do mm. in our lives. Or That's what he's actively doing. It's like it's like I think the best things that we create come from like fruitfulness in 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 being in a relationship with the Holy Spirit. Like when we're in the right space, when we're actively cultivating our relationship with God, I think like those are those are the moments when we create the best things we'll cre- we'll ever create, Girl. whether or not they go viral. Oh, <gasps> she said it. She said it, <laughs> like, and I love that? it. Girl, we can end right there. That is a word for somebody. That really is. And like, I think about what a creator God, obviously God is the creator, Mm -hmm. but I love, love, love that the word did not leave out that we are made in his image. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And just like everything that you just said, like when we are aligned and in step with the Holy Spirit, like we are told there is direct fruit that comes out of that. And I think that people don't talk about that in the creative Mm -hmm. space enough. Yeah. I think, I think like, I get it. I think that when you can see people that are in like a lane Mm -hmm. you want to be in, it's very easy to say like success is where they are. Mm -hmm. But what I've learned, what I've come to understand is that success is where God has asked me to be. Oh, so I get to where they are, but God didn't ask me to be there. I'm not actually being successful. Mm-hmm. because success is being obedient to what God has called me to do. And so I think when we when we get our priorities out of whack, I think that's when it, it can be really difficult to to navigate that line and to just put dreams in the wrong in the wrong perspective. I think dreams come from God, but I think we definitely sometimes add our own little uh, you know, flavor mm-hmm. and flair in them to try to yeah. get what we hope for. Mhm. That is so true and and just like building on that uh like a follow-up question, I guess, because I do think it's so real that even you can hear from God about something or God can, like after your time spent with God, you feel Mm -hmm. led a particular direction. Mm -hmm. And then I've gotten it twisted before where like in the process, it becomes so much more about me and what am I gaining from this? And I lose sight of like, okay, wait, what did God tell me to do again? Like, right. what What was the original blueprint here? What, mm-hmm. You know, I've kind of morphed it, which is exactly what sin is. It's taking something good mm-hmm. and making it selfish and yeah. making it twisted. How do you keep yourself, like, what, what's a good way to, to maybe encourage our followers of staying, like, grounded in that mm-hmm. original yeah. command from the Lord mm-hmm. or path that he set out before you? Like, how do you stay grounded? I think I think it matters that you um, definitely make sure that you write that and you have it somewhere concrete that you can see. Yes. I think a lot of times the problem is that, especially when it comes to our our dreams, like if there's a way to go and make it happen, I think we're very quick to just like, I heard it go and like not write it anywhere, not process it anywhere, not pray into it. It's just like, I heard this, let me go. And so I think sometimes that can kind of like um, 
you're like, did you process that? Did you retain that information? It's like when you're yeah. in college and you take notes, you know, you like you have to, I think being able to repeat something and like see it and, and have it memorialized somewhere does allow it to be something that you can remember and follow and do. And so I think for me, that's been really helpful when I feel like I've heard something from God about things I'm called to do like making sure I've written that somewhere and then within my community like even articulating I feel like I I heard the Lord say this so that now also that's why it's really important to have like people in your life who don't just encourage you and believe in you yes that I think that matters right they don't encourage you and believe in you Mm -hmm. but right on on the other side of that also people who can like kindly challenge you and Mm. correct you sometimes hey is that is that what God said you should do we need that did you hear that from God I thought that when you told me you heard that word it was this but you're doing this. I think having community that can sometimes come alongside you and say like, hey, you have this word. Or even when you're being lazy, maybe you're not responding to what God has called you to do or you're kind of putting it aside. Having friends that can come and say like, hey, God said you should do this. And I've noticed you're delaying. This might be your moment to, you know, reprioritize what you need to reprioritize. Mm. And I think having community, but also like ultimately leading yourself and making sure that you can see it and you know what God said and you've written it somewhere that you can go back and reference. That'll help you in moments where you're like, well, I thought I did what God asked me. It didn't work. What did he say again? Mm. Yeah. And that's so simple. Like yeah. write it down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So simple. You know, and I was talking about just like careers and practice and dreams. For a moment, I was like, is there a single career that doesn't cause or call for you to create? Mm. I can't think of a single one. Yeah. I mean, in, in us being made in God's image, mm-hmm. and he is a creator, and we also so many times put our, identif- like our identity in what we do as a profession. Mm-hmm. Right. We, mm-hmm. I can't think of a single one where you're not creating something. Yeah. yeah. It and, turns out created to create isn't just a funny mantra. It's like what we actually yeah. do in every field. But it, I think it's beautiful the way that, I mean, just what you said in, in writing it down, it sounds so so simple, and it really is that simple. But we like to complicate, you know, the t- how do you get to your dreams one-on-one? Mm-hmm. And it's like, first things first, like have a bunch of money or all these extra things. And mm. it's like, uh, get right with God. Yeah. It's so like right true. out the gate. <laughs> you know what I think it is, too? I think when it comes to dreams, I think a lot of people um, think that what they want from their dream is eyes on their dream. But I think if you mm. really were to get on the to the crux of it, most people actually want the impact that comes from their dream. Mm-hmm. So, I, But I think that sometimes people get that confused. Having eyes doesn't necessarily mean that you have impact. Because to get eyes, a lot of times, if you look at what, what people describe as the formula to get eyes, even as a rapper, I've had so many people tell me, well, just start cussing in your music. You're going to, you'll. I mean, you'll build an audience mm-hmm. so quick. And maybe that's true. So I will have eyes. But then what, if I start cussing in my music, then I start to question, will I have impact? impact. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and so I think that um, what I've also come to realize is that impact like means so much more to me like when I've had people say I heard this and it encouraged me for this like God spoke to me through this that is like I mean it's not even necessarily supposed to be like for me in that way maybe but Mm -hmm. like for me I'm like wow like how cool is it that this song I wrote in my room God is using to speak to people about a b and c like that Mm -hmm. that is so cool I think sometimes we think that um having eyes will produce having impact but it turns out impact can happen one-on-one Oh, one on yeah. two, one on three. And so I think sometimes people think that, like, the more people that see this, the more people that get impacted. Sometimes that is the truth. But that's not really how that works. You can, if you can be impacted in a discipleship that's one-on-one, like, why does it need to be 
you know, viral for you to feel like you've accomplished what God's called you to do. I think, like, if you could just be faithful and post what God told you to post and sing what God told you to sing and write what God told you to write. Yeah, don't worry about the rest. Don't worry about it, you know? And then, like, allow, like, even pray. Like, God, allow the people that are being impacted like this to sometimes to tell me so that you can know, oh, you know what, this this mm-hmm. matters you can pray that you can ask mm-hmm. god to like make that known to you so that you can like understand now i'm not saying that some of it you won't know until you know we reach eternity some of the impact but right. there are things that are accessible and knowledge that you can gain from people that are like yo when you wrote this and when you shared this and when you did this or when you just smiled at me the other day when god told you to smile at me that changed my day you know you never yeah. know how something that you're doing can impact someone and i'm not not trying to over spiritualize everything there are things that are annoying to do and hard to do but i just think when we have um a perspective of success that looks one way then we we don't allow god to do what he's trying to do in Mm -hmm. our lives like what if yeah how he's defined success in your life was meant for 20 people and not 2000 yeah that is such a like okay you are such a deep well like i just want to sit and talk with you about this type of stuff like for for long amounts of time (laughs) but like it is so like the thing that's coming to my mind when you're saying this right now it's like are you being loud or are you being heard Mm -hmm. like what's like because you can hear something loud and it's distracting it's annoying Mm -hmm. and like a lot of people hear loud things Mm -hmm. but are you but are you being heard yeah and that is so important and like People, I feel like our society, which this is really great, but it can, just like anything, it has a a toxic side too. We're this like new generation of doing things with meaning. And I'm very thankful for that because it comes with a lot of intentionality that I feel like is newfound Mm -hmm. in a lot of things that we do, including our job. We want to be passionate about our jobs. We Mm -hmm. want to feel like we're making an impact and doing things meaningfully. But like, it's very, I, I love the way that you describe how what that looks like is is it just being validated Mm. or is it being obedient like how are we measuring that because i think i mean that's really hard like very easy to mistake too for sure feel validated so you're like this is where i'm supposed to be and sometimes that's not even the case that's why i'm like i think the true measure of success is obedience to god Mm -hmm. i think if you're not doing what god's asked you to do what you're doing i'm not and i don't even mean this like to heap shame it's just like hey like do what god asked you to do if that's not where you are right now make the adjustment as soon as possible, you know, so that you can actually be walking in the success that God wants for your life. And I think out of that, God actually knows the desires of our hearts. I think a lot of times we think that like, if we do what he's asking us to do, then that means we're forsaking our desires and they'll never come to pass. Mm -hmm. And I actually think that's the enemy that would convince you that it's better to disobey God and, um, like, I'm sorry to like, yeah, literally disobey God and go after what you want, the way that you want to do it instead of like, Trust his timing and trust that he would unfold it in his, in in the right timing. Like God's yes. faithful to complete every work he starts, but if you let the enemy come and whisper and say he's not going to do it if you don't do it right now, mm, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I think that's like how that's how he creeps in. I don't think it's it's always like this obvious like you know come over here and do this. I think it's just these little subtle like. Is yeah. God really going to do that? Yeah. You know? Or like, mm-hmm. this is getting really hard. Are you sure that this is... Like, if, yeah. if God's in it, isn't it supposed to be easy? Mm-mm. No. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. Not necessarily yeah. promised. Like. Yeah. That's what my EP is about. Yeah. I'm releasing an EP on March 31st. It's called One of the Few. So and excited. I'm really wait. excited about it. But it's it's about... Um, it. There's a verse that says, like, the, the way is wide and the path is easy. Mm-hmm. That leads to destruction. 
Um, yeah. But the path is narrow and hard that leads to life, and those that find it are few. So mm. the whole idea is that I want to be one of the few. I know there's not many that find it or want to take that narrow, difficult mm-hmm. road, but I want to be one of the few. I want, you know, and it's almost like it's just beyond me. It's even an encouragement just to a generation that maybe is looking at life and saying, well, there's an easy way to do things, and I want to find the easiest way to do things. Is the easiest way the best way? Right. And I think that's the question. I think is cutting corners the best way? Like, mm. I based on what I understand about the Bible, every difficult thing that we navigate, God has intentionality behind it. There are yes. things that he does in our lives. There are things he produces in our lives. And I actually need God to produce those things in my life so that when mm. I get to where I want to be, I can actually steward that season well. And that's what right. I've come to learn. As I need to be refined. So I think, like, I want to be one of the few so that ultimately who I become mm-hmm. is someone that like is a person of character that can be a good steward of the things I'm asking for. Girl, that's a word. But you know, what something that you just said brought a conversation front that I had with a friend of mine about apathy. Mm-hmm. And we we're talking about this, this generation that's, you know, younger than, than, than all of us. Um, and we worry that apathy is the thing that they're going to struggle with and not necessarily know that they're struggling with apathy. Mm. Um, just the sense of like not really caring, taking the easiest path, because why be uncomfortable? Mm. How do you think, how can we encourage others to recognize the you know apathy in our own lives and also in those around us? And like you said, make those adjustments because yeah. God did not call us to be right. <laughs> like to that. Yeah, mm. I think that this generation, unfortunately, in some ways is learning from us because I think sometimes we don't talk about what hardship taught us we talk Mm. about our hardship and how Mm. hard it was and i'm not saying we can't talk about that or that Mm -hmm. we shouldn't i think that's important being for sure up front is something that i think this generation does really well they care about authenticity i think sometimes we're so authentic that we actually remove hope from the conversation and so a generation coming and listening is like why would i sign up for that it's like we forgot the punchline like we forgot like it's like i went through this really really difficult thing and the only way I got out of this really difficult thing is that God provided, God made a way. And in that yes. season, he did this and this and this and this. Instead mm-hmm. of testifying, I think sometimes we start complaining. And so then a generation is like, oh, <laughs> well, I'm not doing that. And yeah. so then they're like, let me find an easy way to like avoid that. And so then it's like, well, cutting corners is better because I don't have to go through all that stuff you mm-hmm. went through. But, you know, I think in James, it talks about how the testing of our faith develops perseverance. And perseverance mm. must finish its work. So that we can be mature and complete, not lacking anything. I don't mm-hmm. want to lack anything. Right. I want to be mature and complete. And I know that that's a lifelong journey. But I think when a generation like can just hear like, oh, that was hard and you suffered for years. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing that. And right. hear the hope in it or hear what God did through it or what he showed you or how he, like what he taught you. I think it's important to kind of share both. Mm-hmm. Not, just, not just the hardship, but also like the lessons and the the things that those that produce that way i think as a young person hearing about like oh i might navigate hard things what do i do when i experience that hardship do i just avoid it do i run do i leave Mm -hmm. do i pray do i Mm. enter in do i press in do i learn how to like pray fervent prayers and keep showing up even when something hasn't moved yet do i learn how to get in the word and declare the word over my life and over my family's life like those are things that unless we we those before them talk about and and give like I guess I guess as like strategy. This is what you do in these scenarios. It's like why would I do that? What's right, that? you know, I I can almost resonate with where they're coming from, but I I also see that that's the enemy at work. 
Yeah. Because he knows what would be produced if you are to be able to take a hard path or go through a hard situation, um, recognizing that God's with you, that you're not alone, mm-hmm. that you're not forsaken, you're not forgotten. All of the, all of the biblical truths, all of these things I'm saying aren't even just like positive words of encouragement. That's the right. word of God that is life. Yes, you know? ma'am. Mm-hmm. In hard situations, and I think that when you don't know the word, it's like what's what's the hope what's to hold on to this is just a horrible situation and there's nothing Mm. to help me get through it and there's no point to it that's not Mm -hmm. the god i serve there is a point there's a purpose in Mm. everything that's happening in my life i think it's the work of the enemy to like convince people that they're navigating things that are a waste of time Mm. oh my gosh wow preach to us and like another thing too you know we know that we live in an imperfect world where there is suffering here, like just because of sin and the imperfection that is this world. And there is hope and promise of heaven. But I'm also a firm believer in what you're saying. Like there is fruit here Mm -hmm. to be consumed. There's suffering that like can't be explained truly beyond sin. True. There is a God who is tangible and present even in it. And I think sometimes I don't know. I think we even allow suffering to speak louder than like what we have access to. Yes. Like, but what about the peace that you had amidst that really anxious, Mm -hmm. like, like, because the thing is, and, and I think that this is what the message needs to be. You're eventually going to go through hard things anyway, like period. Yeah. Like that's it. Mm -hmm. So like, Please learn from me and know that, like, this God that I serve, he is real. Mm. He is the big G God. And during that, this is how I came out the other side. Right. Not only, you know, victorious, but equipped and prepared Mm. for the next time. (laughs) Like, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think sometimes we tell ourselves that, like, if I just do all the easy things, I'll never experience hardship. That's not, mm, that's, not true. That's not even true. I used to think that, girl. You know I, mean? like, <laughs> I just like, lived a little longer. Like, I'm God's favorite. Like, yes, yes. And it's like, that's not, <laughs> that, in this life, you will have trouble. <laughs> right. Jesus <laughs> done said it. He told us, <laughs> let us know up front. He's like, I hate to break yeah. it to you. I know. <laughs> First thing, like, in this life, Yes. Be Spoiler yeah. alert. But take heart. What? You know? I yes. Yeah. He's overcome. Yeah. I don't know. I think we, I think that we assume that ease is like what heaven, um, what, what God is trying to produce only like, that, like that's the only way that God can produce things. So if it's not mm. easy, we're like, God's not trying to produce something. Oh like yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm just suffering i missed the mark i failed and like i think that like what makes the promise of heaven even sweeter is that it's it's the reality where that's not the case anymore we are at peace completely every Mm -hmm. struggle every hardship is removed i don't know i just i think that like yes we have access to that in some ways even on on this in this life but at the same time if there were not those if there weren't people that were suffering and struggling how would how would we go and tell people about Jesus? Like, Mm. hey, do you know there's this hope we have Mm -hmm. in Christ? Do you know there's healing accessible and freedom accessible in Jesus? I don't know. I think that, like, sometimes the hardships are actually what allow us to point to God. Yes. Like, why do we need a Savior? Mm. You know? Like, 
the concept, and, and we've even talked about this mm-hmm. with our Lent talk because we're in Lent season right now, yeah. like just the realization, if we can have the awareness of I am such a broken human mm-hmm. and this is who I am and this is what I've gone through, but this is my God and yeah. this is my Savior. So if yeah. we could point, like take the narrative of suffering mm-hmm. and point it to the true just, I mean, Savior is the only word that comes to my yeah. mind. Yeah. Think of how that would impact what true Christianity is to the generation coming yeah. up behind us. Yeah, so I think true. That when you only are looking for easy to, the thing that also is concerning about that is, what, will you then lack faith? Mm. Because at the same time, when we look at the miracles that do happen, you know, I, I, I can't begin to say that I can explain the moments where maybe you prayed with full faith and God didn't answer or mm-hmm. didn't do what you thought he would do. But I do know that when God did do a miracle, a lot of times he said, because of your faith, yeah, this has happened. Yes. And so I think if you become so, I don't know, jaded or just worried or concerned or, you know, trying to be self-protective or avoid disappointment that, like, you can't even stand in faith mm. or something and recognize that, like, Maybe God might not do this, but he tells me to have faith. And yeah. in response to my mm-hmm. faith, he does the miraculous. Girl. So one of the things, I mean, we've mentioned ease and peace. Mm-hmm. Um, for our listeners, what is the best way in your experience to differentiate between the two? Because I feel like so many, our feelings are like, oh, well, this, like we mentioned earlier, like it's easy. This must be what God has for me because it's, it's just what makes sense yeah. logically. I think peace for me has been amidst situations that normally would feel emotionally or just however else a lot more turbulent. I'm mm-hmm. like, whoa, I have a like a calm and mm-hmm. you know a sense of just like clarity in what when I see other people navigate this or if 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 I didn't have peace, I would probably be freaking out right now. And mm-hmm. I'm like, how am I this calm? How do I have this much clarity? And you know, I just. I know what to do next. I feel like you, yeah. know, you just have this sense of like everything's okay. Mm-hmm. And even amidst what would otherwise be maybe a turbulent situation, I think ease is like maybe you feel that way, but also nothing is really going on. There's nothing yeah. provoking. Nothing's, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That makes so much sense. And like everything's great. You know, it's, I think sometimes being in that, I'm not saying there won't ever be those moments in your life. I'm just right. saying that like, um, I think if you're finding yourself like, for a really long stretch, like, yeah, I'm just vibing. Sometimes I wonder, are you, like, obeying what God's asking you to do? I think a lot of times those, the things that God asks us to do do require us to step out mm-hmm. of our comfort zone. Mm-hmm. And then when we step out of our comfort zone, where we would normally be like, what's going on? We find ourselves in, like, clarity and, you know, collected and, like, mm-hmm. just knowing what we should do in those yeah. moments. Yeah. So I don't know. I think sometimes, I'm not saying that that's the case every time, but I think more often than not, what we're what we're being asked to do in day to day life, if we're to go into all the world and make disciples, you know, does require a little bit of uncomfortability. Yeah, girl, I, I think about personal times in my life where I know that the Lord is leading me into something, and it's just been like doors are opening, like He's just confirming. Yeah, and it doesn't mean I'm not anxious about it or scared to take the next step, but I'm like. Okay, Lord, I'm having peace because this road, it, like you were paving the way. Thank yeah. you, Lord. But there's also been probably more often than not, like you said, times where I'm like, okay, Lord, like, here we are in this situation. <laughs> but somehow 
uh, and it's because he is the somehow like I'm okay. Yeah. yeah. Like, and I know I'm okay. And I was talking with a friend yesterday and she gave me the best word and she was um, sharing uh, something that her pastor said this past week. And it was, are you having faith in that the situation will be okay? Or is your faith in God? Like, mm. where is your inner, your mental wow. energy going? Because if your faith is in, I'm really hoping this situation will be okay and turn out the way that you want it, mm-hmm. you are going to, you have the potential in that moment to be so let down. Yeah. Where if you can like shift your thinking mm-hmm. and your faith to, I have faith that my God is working this out yeah. the exact mm-hmm. way it's supposed to be worked out. Yeah. Wow. Because the other way, you're going to be really disappointed in God. Yep. You're going to be really disappointed in general. Yeah. Like, but but if your faith is in who God is, mm. then the next step, it may be disappointing still, but you're not, like, you're going to be like, okay, God, what's next? Yeah. Because yeah. you pray, God, whatever happens next is what I, like, even yes. I just think when we have faith in outcomes. <laughs> right. Yes. Then, you know, the outcome isn't what you ask for. It sets you up for failure. Yeah. Just to be disappointed. Yeah. And then we just kind of blame God by d- default. Yeah, like, like, okay, you, God. And like, I think you enter this space where you start to feel, I don't even know, like almost like you were entitled to the outcome. Yes. And yes. And so then I think that makes it really difficult to approach God after that because you're like, if you can't, you will even do that. You know? Right. Then it's like, why would I ask you for anything? I mean, you kind of, I feel like it just changes your whole posture. But when you recognize that God is in control he sees the beginning from the end. Yes. He knows every detail. He has a view that we literally don't have. The Bible mm-hmm. talks about how his ways are higher than ours. Mm-hmm. You know, like to lean not. I, don't, I know sometimes these can be used in like a Christianese like encouragement thing. But when you really understand like God can see this in a way that I can't. Yeah. Even when it's something that like means the world to you. When you when you recognize that God can see it in a way that you can't. Um, I think it does allow you to operate in, in, a, in a way of peace. And also to note that like. We don't need to avoid disappointment. Like we were created with the capacity to to experience disappointment as an emotion. Mm, mm-hmm. I think the point is not that we avoid experiencing disappointment, but that when we're disappointed, we process it with God. Yeah, mm, that's good. What does that look like? Ooh, I think it depends what it is. Yeah, <laughs> but generally, I do think it's. I think that sometimes when we're disappointed, um, we we try to like either we like overfluff with faith and we're like you know god just is gonna gonna," and and we're just right for real or i i so i think that that is like definitely the the opposite of what we're supposed to be doing i think that a lot of that it's like god i thought this was gonna happen it didn't happen Mm. and i think i'm upset you know not i think i'm upset about this you know hurt and it's like honestly just being able to be real with god i think there are times where god will actually um speak to you and even give you clarity that maybe you lacked in those moments and other times he won't and I you know I don't know in in each scenario depending on what it is what God is doing but I think sometimes we don't even do that so we never even get to experience those things with God in the first place Mm -hmm. um that he actually wants to minister to us in our disappointment and that or that he can I think sometimes people are just like well that was disappointing and so then it's almost like you like file it in a folder and like don't talk to God about it Mm. yeah Mm mm-hmm um, I think for me, when I realize like God cares about that too, He's not just He's not just like going to be present when I'm like experiencing like a a crazy scenario and like God needs to show, but like also when I'm sad, and right? Especially when I feel like that disappointment is like a 
between me and him, not like a person disappointed me. Mm-hmm. Like, there's yeah. nothing else I can talk to about that. Like, I need to go to the Lord with that. Um, yes. Directly. I need to get in the Word. I need to see, like, I think sometimes also reading other stories of people who may have felt like they were disappointed in God, I think sometimes that allows you to get perspective. Mm-hmm. When you read how God responds in those scenarios, there have been times I've been like, I would be so disappointed if I was them. And then I read that and I'm like, man, look at, look at how this person's posture is in this scenario. Totally. I yeah. think that does allow me to like see differently. Sometimes I think about the story of, of Lazarus when like Jesus showed up like several days late. Yes. Man's in the tomb. Everybody is sealed. And they're like, if you would have been here, this wouldn't have happened. Yes. And Jesus' attitude the whole time was just kind of like, do you not trust me? Don't you know that? Why are y'all coming at me? Yeah, you know, the dead are going to be raised to life. And, like, she even, like, even was like, I think Martha even said, like, yeah, I know that, like, at the resurrection, that'll happen. And he's like, I'm the resurrection in the life. Yeah. yeah. Do you know who you're talking to right now? No. So, so I read that sometimes in disappointment, and I'm like, oh, you know? Like, yes. who knows what God could even do from this space where I'm disappointed? Like, one of the things that I think I've experienced, like, disappointment in is, I've had chronic pain um, for like this is the seventh year. Oh my, oh my gosh. gosh! And I think it's especially disappointing, disappointing because it's been a weird scenario where like there was a couple a couple years ago I went to like a camp. Mm-hmm. People were praying for me. My pain literally went away. I don't even know how to explain it. Like it felt like like I got a massage from heaven. I don't even know another way to pray for me. And you know, I think when you tell people you have pain well-meaning but people are like always trying to like lay hands on you so i think sometimes i'm like look we don't even need to do this but i felt like it was like sit in this moment like who knows what yeah I'm yeah, yeah. Do. like i don't need to already like shut it down so i was like cool let's let's do it and they started praying and like it was like this heat first and i was just like what is going on and then they stopped praying and i walked away and it just felt like my muscles were like loosening like the tension wow. was just loosening and i was literally sitting there like what is going on? And I went to sleep, and the whole night it just felt like that because I, I, my tension is like really bad. My muscles have just been out of whack, and you know I've gone to the doctor, and they're like, we don't know what's going on, we don't know why your muscles are like this, and like my muscles just literally relaxed. The next day I woke up, and it was like no pain. I had the first night of sleep ever that that night that was like pain free. Wow. It was crazy. Yeah. And so for like I don't even know for like four months maybe or maybe about three months there was just no pain, and then out of nowhere I couldn't even tell you why the pain just came back. Um, and I was like, what? What is going on? You're like, God, are, like, are you going back on our like, deal? Like, refund. Yeah. Like, <laughs> at first, I was like, you know, I started doing like, I'm healed in Jesus' name. You know, like, I really went gangster with it. I'm like, yes, oh, yes. I got healed at that camp. That was crazy, you know? So yes. I'm like praying in the spirit, in the, like, any, anyway, like, I'm, but then, like, it, it was still there, you know? Oh, in, man. Like, oh, no. And then it started getting worse. So it was, it was probably, if I, on a scale of one to 10, it was probably, it was probably like a seven before, mm-hmm. like a constant seven, but it was like a dull ache. So it's the type of seven that like, obviously is really inconvenient and annoying, but if you needed to go through and about your day, you could definitely like just kind of power through and try to power, power just through. not to be really hard. Yeah. To like to- <laughs> yeah. Which I, I will admit was really hard, but I think I was like, you know, I, 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 I either stopped doing everything. Yeah. Or, yeah. 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 I, and I think at that time it was like, my life is is still going on. I've paid for all these things. I have all these commitments. Let me just you know do yeah. thing. So I think that now for the, when the pain to come back and it was like at an eight or a nine, mm. Um, mm. and then before it was really just in my neck, but when it came back, it actually like spread into like my shoulders. 
in oh my, my arms gosh. and then like into my back and my lower back pain I like have never really had before so I'm like what is going on and so then at that point I'm like maybe there's just something else going on I need to go to the doctor back to the doctor they have no idea you know did physical therapy that didn't help then like two years ago again at a just like at a church service just like at, on a whim someone was like I just fucking like need to pray for someone for healing for chronic pain I feel like you 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 you've experienced healing and then for whatever reason the pain came back like very much for me girl someone comes and prays they prayed the first time nothing happened they're like I just think we need to pray again they prayed again I'm telling you the pain was absolutely gone like insane wow. girl and I think for me at that point because I had experienced that disappointment I was already like a little bit like you know like mm-hmm <sighs> And I'm gonna say, not, not, I wasn't really jaded. I was just kind of like, if you're not gonna do it, it's okay. Like, you, there's no pressure. I'll find a way to, you know? So I think, like, I have my eyes closed, and then, like, I opened them. Like, he was like, go, you know, because they want, they want, he was like, I want you to test it. Like, did God heal it? If, if not, that's okay. But we want to be able to, like, celebrate and, like, experience that if that did happen. Yeah. And if not, we want to be able to, like, be with you in that. So I was like, let me just test it. And I was like, <gasps> like, I wish someone recorded my reaction because wow. it was so, I was just so, I don't know, like, so shook. Like, yes. For me, one of the things is like, I have seen God tangibly, like, you cannot tell me at this point that God cannot tangibly heal. And that for me, after that, it was probably about three weeks that time that, like, no pain. And then out of nowhere, it just came back. And that was even worse. The, get behind me, Satan, I, like, literally. I did not understand. And in, in both of those scenarios, it wasn't like I was like, it's back. God, you didn't answer. You know, I, I could I could see why someone would respond like that, but I think because I I knew that like already, what God did was crazy. Like for him, yes, in the in the moment is crazy. So I think I was already like, this is cool. God did that. I know that for sure that that happened. Let me just pray again. Yeah, I don't know what what else could be going on. But in both scenarios, the pain came back, and so I think I found it really difficult to like process what it is. Mm-hmm. that's happening i don't yeah. think i received a revelation about like what it is god was trying to do but i think what i know truly is that god can heal god god, god, yeah. can, god yes. can do it and i think for many people he can do like lasting healing work i think there are people that don't even believe that about god anymore i'm mm. like uh-uh no he is tangible and present right. and healing even today and i think like being able to experience that the two times are completely separate in different different scenarios like is like a it's still mind-blowing to me, you know what yes. I mean? It's still mind-blowing to me, like, mm-hmm. yo, God literally did that. But at the same time, I think I did have to process with God, like, I thought that first time, that was it. it yeah. Was you know, and I, I thought the second time for sure, like, if the first time did take... Girl, they say third yeah. time's a charm when you're praying. If you want to do it one more time, make sure that that one lasts. Girl. I, yeah, I don't know. It's been very interesting. But, I, I, you know, I did have to, like, kind of process, like, I don't know how to receive this. I don't know yeah. what's happening. Um, and But, I like, I know... I trust you. I know what you're doing. Like, I, 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 tr- I don't know what you're doing. I trust you. I know that you know what you're doing. And mm. that you can see the full picture. And that you ultimately are going to allow this to work out the way it's meant to. Yes. And I know that your plan for me is good. Mm-hmm. And so I think that, like, for me, that was how I was able to settle. Like, okay, I don't have an answer. That was really cool that you healed that. And I was so grateful for that relief. So, yeah. <laughs> anytime you want to do that again, God. You know? Seriously. Uh, yeah. Holler at somebody, tell them, pray for me. Right? <laughs> I'm like, look, y'all trying to lay hands. I'm just like, on me. <laughs> yes. Right here, we, I'm like, are we praying? <laughs> yeah. Right now? <laughs> yes. I volunteer as tribute. <laughs> I was literally just trying to say that. Yes. 
Oh my, oh my gosh. That's such an incredible story though. And it, even in the trust that you have in knowing that even though your pain came back, that God was doing things like for the good, for his good, mm-hmm. you know, and that someone that day believed in what God can do. Yeah. That someone got to see it and understand that God's not, it's, you know, even abstract for the believers, for new believers, old believers, right. that they got to see that and you get to be a part of that. You know, and signs and wonders, man. Like, yeah. right. like if I, you know, if it was my first time at church, I'm imagining if I was sitting, but cause I, I was so animated because I did not expect that to happen in the way that it did. I guarantee someone behind me because they, you know, they, they asked everyone like, if you're new, someone that has their hand raised, like mm-hmm. just extend a hand. So imagine that you, you were like new to church and you're like, Oh, extend a hand. And then like <laughs> someone's neck pain just goes away. Yes. Like mind blown. Like, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I'll never, I, I don't know that I'll know those stories, but it's so cool to know that like, I got to be part of something that God maybe was doing in someone else's life. But, yeah. You know, I, I do think it's like the grapple of like, God really did a tangible thing. Yeah. It's gone yes. now, I guess, in a way. But at, at the same time, it was it was real and evident to everyone that was in that room and saw it. I love it. Well, we're almost out of time, but if you do like I'd love to hear a little bit about your music and where we can where our followers can also follow you yes. and keep up with your new EP that's dropping in a couple yes. of weeks. I cannot wait. <laughs> I cannot wait. Be fire. I already know. I dropped a single last week on March tenth. It was God Did It. And then the EP Linga. Yes. I'm gonna put it on a morning playlist. I love it. I love it. Please send it to me. mm -hmm. I'm obsessed. I'm so glad that there's just a really cool response. We made that song, and all these songs on the EP, I wrote them especially thinking about people just to be like motivated and inspired and encouraged. Mm -hmm. Totally. Definitely, like if you're at the gym, you're working out, you're going on a walk, you're Mm -hmm. getting ready for an interview, wherever you're going and you need some motivation, I think I wrote a lot of these songs just to really encourage and and inspire and just get you in the you know in the mindset and like a lot of it is just um declarative of identity and perspective and all of these things that I think will just my, my hope is that they'll be helpful and encouraging to people and that comes out on March 31st very excited so on um you can follow me but the main social media I really use I'm, I know you're supposed to like use all of them but like it's that's on a lot. it don't matter I'm on Instagram that's what we are too girl yeah mm-hmm. That's that's mainly where I live. So you can definitely follow me there. And it, um, I have a link in my bio right now that you can pre-save or pre-order or pre-add. They have all Sweet. these different names where you can do it ahead of time. And obviously it comes out on the 31st. I would love for everyone to stream it. I think, I think it's, I just think as far as the music I've written over the last couple of years, I truly believe that this is some of the best, some of the best things I've written. Mm-hmm. And I'm excited to see like what God's going to do with it and through it. Girl, oh. I already feel that encouragement. Through God did it. Like, just immediately upon, like, your lyricism is so well thought out. Mm -hmm. Like, I know God is going to send this to the people who need to hear this, like, at the right time. Like, I'm fully confident in that. You know, one of the things I loved about listening to the song, because I think about it, especially some music through the lens of, like, my nieces will be hearing this. Yeah. Oh, and for And they sure. definitely yes. will be hearing this. Yeah. And they're they going to be hype it. about it. Yes, they will. But I'm like, the fact that they're going to walk away from hearing this song, and me too, as a reminder to give glory back to God. Mm-hmm. Like, God did it. And yeah. saying that over and over and over again as a, as a reminder to ourselves, to our heart, to, like, yeah. to be grateful and yeah. to, like, be expectant of what God's going to do. Yeah. You're absolutely right. It, it is hype music. Yeah. And yeah. I will be also adding it to my gym playlist, girl. I was yeah. like, treadmill, get ready for me. <laughs> yes. I, I need to find my right yeah. speed. <laughs> That's right. And then, yeah. 
Yeah, it's so I, good. I just like that was the goal. Is just like I want, I want y'all to be able to like, like I just in every way to be declarative. Like God mm-hmm. did this, but also I think that there are some songs in there that are just like things that God says about us in His Word. I don't. I mean, I don't always. Sometimes I do this, but I don't always just like this is a direct quote from Scripture. But I do love to like wordplay and very creatively like infuse uh-huh. the word into the lyrics. And so totally. Like, there are just things in there that like. You learn, you learn some of these rap songs, you're going to be speaking the word of God right over your life. Yes, Boom, I am. You know? Amen. And I think that's the best case scenario where you can, like, be hype and excited and not in a cheesy way, but, like, fully, like, um, you know, say the things that God says about you over your life. You mm-hmm. know? I think, like, that was the goal. And so I'm really excited to see, like, what God's going to do. I think, I really think he's going to do something crazy that, like, beyond what we could have imagined when, when it was all just coming together. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm excited. I don't know what it is. I'm excited for you. But I can't wait to see it. <laughs> It'd be so great. Yes. So where can our followers follow you? On Instagram, what's your handle? Yes, it's at Linga the Boss, all one word. It's actually that that's the, the app for every other platform. Except Perfect. Twitter, I had to put an underscore. I don't know whose Linga the Boss was no underscore, but I <laughs> Right. <laughs> I had to add the underscore in there. So it's Linga's underscore the boss on Twitter, but Everywhere else at Linga the Boss. Sweet. Linga, thank you so much for being on our podcast. Thank you for having me. I, like, I, you are going to come back. I'm just yes. going to tell yes. you right now. I'm like, too. Yes. We need to have more conversations about more, just everything. Yes. I want to talk to you about everything. We can't wait. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you for having me. Well, let's we got book clubs. Book clubs. We got book clubs. Book clubs. Book clubs. Yeah. Next week. <laughs> the singular. The explicit gospel next week. Yeah, I'm excited about that. Me too. We started a book club. Oh, let's go. On podcast. We're excited. It's going to be great. But we'll see you right back here next Tuesday. Bye, guys. Bye. Linga. (laughs) Linga. So good. So good, girl. (laughs) I love talking to you guys. I feel like you guys just have such, like, deep, introspective things to discuss. That's it for today, fam. Thank you so much for listening and make sure to rate and subscribe. And don't forget to visit us on Instagram at Chosen Girls Movement or on our website to see our merch and free resources. And meet us back here next Tuesday.